Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. Day four of quarterback rankings week is the Pac-12. Tomorrow's the SEC, so be sure to subscribe if you want to check that out. But let's get to my Pac-12 rankings. So let us know in the comments below uh, any disagreements you have. But Ryan, who did I have number 12? Because I, I forget. I really didn't put much thought yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You need me to remind you. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, dead last, we have uh, Brendan Lewis from Colorado. Yeah, I thought this was uh, kind of an easy choice for now. He was... Uh, struggled through the air last year or jt shroud if if he's the one that becomes the starter is is also unproven so um and i really don't like the hire of mike sanford at offensive coordinator so i just and plus they lost brendan rice one of their good young receivers i just not a lot of uh good feelings about colorado's offense this year no no agree there number 11 jack Plummer of cal yeah he played reasonably well at purdue he's, he's transferring over from from purdue uh, but that was under Jeff Brom, who I think uh, has the ability of of making quarterbacks look really good um, and developing them well. So maybe he's developed him well to the point where he's going to take what he learned and, and and do very well at Cal. But I don't know. I just don't have quite as much faith in, in Bill Musgrave, uh, their offensive coordinator, and, and a questionable supporting cast. I know we're just trying to rank the quarterbacks themselves, but sometimes the situation they're put in influences a little bit. But I do think this is quite a big jump up from uh, from number 12. Like I think Jack Plummer's competent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Um, moving on to number 10, uh, we have Emory Jones, the Florida transfer. He's now at Arizona State. Yeah, he was a tough one to rank. He's a, a really good runner, um, but threw way too many interceptions last year. Um, very talented, but I don't know. It's it's It was kind of a disappointing season last year. And now outside of a Dan Mullen offense, I'm not sure I'm expecting him to, to look better. So um, for now, I have him 10 and... I guess I'll let him prove me wrong if he's better than that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on to number nine, Michael Penix at Washington. Dylan Morris, the incumbent, is is also in the race. But yeah, Penix coming over from Indiana. Um, I think whoever the quarterback is, the offense is going to be a lot better than it was last year because head coach Kalen DeBoer is a, a very good offensive coordinator. And and even though Penix struggled last year at Indiana. Maybe just reuniting with DeBoer because DeBoer was his offensive coordinator in, I think it was 2019. Sorry, Ryan, that's pre-COVID, Uh-oh. but Uh-oh. it was it was a Ooh. great a great uh, union. So um, I think he should have a decent season if he stays healthy. That's that's a big if. That is a big. He's, if. A, he's a guy I'm rooting uh, for. But I, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think he's going to do all right there. Uh, moving on to yet another transfer, uh, we have Bo Nix at number eight. Uh, he's at Oregon now. I just realized he's like he's like Penix, but without the the P. Um, anyway, just a little Ponix. Words, a little wordplay there. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Or, or, or yeah, you changed the. Anyway, let's, let's get away yeah. from that. Uh, so, given Bo Nix's numbers in his career, uh, I think you could argue that this ranking is actually generous because uh, he just he hasn't put, been very efficient. But he's had supporting cast issues. Offensive line hasn't been great. It has been bad for him yeah. at, at Auburn. Um, his receivers have dropped a ton of passes. So, and he's been playing in the SEC West, the toughest division in the country. Yeah. So, I think there's reasons to think that he could take a step forward in, with it, with a change of, of scenery. Um, so, I'm kind of giving him a break there. Um, and he's still got that you know five star pedigree. That's we're f- pretty far removed from that. So that's why he's not higher yeah. on this list. But I did give him a little bit of a break for for the stats. Fair. 
Number seven, Jaden Delora at Arizona. Yeah, he is, uh, I would think, a strong favorite over the freshman Noah Fafita. Uh, he's had off-the-field issues, but but as far as on the field, he was really good last year at Washington State. I think uh, with him and UTEP wide receiver transfer Jacob Cowing coming in, that should be a pretty good pairing. And just in general, um, Jed Fish has been bringing in pretty good skill talent. So I'm, I'm thinking Arizona is going to be one of the more improved offenses in the country and definitely the Pac-12. Yeah, I could see that for sure. All right, moving on to number six, uh, Stanford quarterback Tanner McKee looking for a, a bounce-back season for the Cardinal. Yeah, he was a borderline five-star recruit coming out of high school, took his mission, um, ended up at Stanford. And yeah, his first season as a starter last year, he was solid, especially when you consider the fact that his his struggles down the stretch um, were you know partially due to injuries around him, and he actually got hurt himself. So I think this year he could take a big step forward with the offense second in the nation in returning production. He's a guy that is getting some buzz as a potential NFL draft prospect. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see him take a big step forward. All right, number five, Chance Nolan at Oregon State. Yeah, he is uh, probably going to be the starter, but Tristan Jebbia is back, so we'll see what happens there. But Pro Football Focus had Nolan as the second highest graded quarterback in the Pac-12 last year. He had a really good 8.4 yards per pass attempt, plus he's a solid runner. Now, they they don't pass a ton. They're definitely a heavy uh, running team, so they don't ask him to do uh, a whole lot, like I said. But, you know, I guess that's part of the reason he isn't higher for me, even though I just said, you know, PFF has him as the the second highest graded passer. It's just... I don't know. And some people might argue it's too high. I don't know. I really kind of struggled with what to think of, of Chance Nolan, but yeah. the numbers were good last year. And Jonathan Smith does a really good job with his quarterbacks there, so mm-hmm. no problem there. Uh, moving on to, oh, just another transfer. I mean, goodness, is there how many kids are not transfers on this Pac-12? It's like three? The, the Pac-12, I think eight of these guys did not start their career. I think it is at their, their current school. I mean, DTR... DTR start, started, yeah, there. Um, Chance Nolan, I assume. I did. thought he was a JUCO guy. Oh, maybe. was he a JUCO? That does sound familiar, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think you're if, right uh, there. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Tanner McKee. I mean, either way, it's Tanner McKee. But you could Tanner say he McKee, started yeah. on his mission, man. He transferred from the church. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's uh, transfer. Transfer. Brendan Lewis is he conference? Is he? Is he, is he is I he, don't I think so. Yeah, has he been in Colorado? Yeah. All right. Anyways, a lot of transfers. Uh, we're at number four. We have uh, Cameron Ward, who uh, we're pretty excited about at Washington State. Yeah. So this one is is a gamble, I guess. But he was yeah. great at Incarnate Word in the FCS the last couple of years. Last year, forty seven touchdowns, ten interceptions on five hundred and ninety pass attempts. So he was uh, he was airing it out. Yeah, Word. Um, comes to Wazoo with his head coach, who's going to become Wazoo's offensive coordinator. He also has uh, his best receiver uh, coming from Incarnate Word. So it's <laughs> very reminiscent of what happened yeah. at Western Kentucky uh, with Zappy and, um, well, and Zach Kitley, Kitley and Jareth Stearns, the receiver. So uh, hopefully, I mean, if it works out anywhere close to as well as that, then he could be even higher than fourth. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of buying in. I'm buying in on the talent of Ward. He's he's on my short list of players that I can't wait to see this year. Mm-hmm. All right, number three, Dorian Thompson Robinson at UCLA. 
yeah, his last two seasons have been really good. He's started to live up to the hype that he had coming out of high school, over eight yards per pass attempt, three to one touchdown to interception ratio. He's a really good runner. Um, he's just improved a lot throughout his career, and I would expect another solid season from him and UCLA. So he was kind of an easy third for me. Yeah, he's got the proof in the on the field now, so that's he's an easier one to rank. Uh, all right, uh, number two. I thought he was a little bit harder to rank here. Uh, we have Cam Rising from Utah. Yeah, but kind of like you were bringing up in uh, in one of our other episodes, I can't remember who it was, where you're talking value over replacement. Who was it that went out? You said, oh, oh it was Dracovic. Dracovic. Oh, it was yeah, Grizel and Dracovic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, with Cam Rising, uh, it was Charlie Brewer who started the season, and when Cam Rising was inserted, that completely turned around Utah season. The offense became much better. Uh, he had 20 touchdowns to just five interceptions on 64% completion, so... He was really good. He also ran for 500 yards on 6.7 yards per carry. That's extremely valuable. And he was having that from rising. No, but he was having a great Rose Bowl uh, against Ohio State before he got injured. So everything was was really good. I think not having Britton Covey will hurt, but he's still got uh, a couple good tight ends and um, good running back to hand off to. I I think he'll have another really good year. Indeed. And then number one. I think most of the people in the country would have number one, Caleb Williams at USC. Yes, of course, a former five-star recruit and lived up to the hype last year at Oklahoma. He was fourth in the nation in QBR, fifth in pass efficiency, and that was, of course, as a true freshman. Now, another year of experience, another year in Lincoln Riley's system. Um, He's got Jordan Addison to throw to, so everything's just kind of set up well for him, and I think he was the easy choice. He was clearly the the biggest uh, domino in the transfer market and for good reason. Yeah. Fair enough. But, Fair all enough. right. Let's, let's get to the full list here. Um, any, any big disagreements, Ryan, what do you think? Um, I, I would probably slide chance Nolan down a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I, th- I think I'd probably put him maybe, maybe eighth or so. Um, instead of fifth, which isn't a, a big, a big, big gap, but I do think when I try to put these guys, like Michael always says, in a vacuum and just not trying to judge the situation, I, I think Jonathan Smith does just great jobs, uh, a great job with quarterbacks. So I think if you put Jaden Delora there or Tanner McKee, I think he, they'd probably even do better than Chance Nolan has done. Um, when I see Nolan, I see a little limited uh, with his arm. He does have some nice running ability, but it, it's think I see a limited, a little bit of a limited QB, but. You know, not a huge disagreement, but Ryan Kuyper. <laughs> Sorry, you know. No, that's I mean, fair. That's did you guys get the feeling? You know, I don't know. I'm very easily swayed because I'm already like, "Yep, he's down two slots. Maybe not three. I'll give you <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. No, there's um, a, and then so yeah, you I would think put I'd, I'd probably look at put, yeah. You already said Tanner McKee and yeah. Jaden Delora. Yeah. Yeah, and then I look at. Like Cameron Ward, we've we've talked about the high hopes for him, but he's he's a guy that's, you know, you look at the end of the year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's like first or second or like ninth or tenth. It, there's just there's such a high variance with him. We just don't know what to expect. But I I totally I'm with you on the ranking. I'm just of of any of these guys, he's kind of the, probably the biggest biggest variance guy out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess when, for me, this, this episode was a lot easier than, than the big 12 episode. I I really didn't know what I was doing with those rankings, or at least I struggled I'll say, but, um, 
But yeah, as far as this conference overall, where they stack up, I think the addition of Caleb Williams was obviously huge in their kind of overall ranking among the conferences. I think that maybe pulls them about even with Big 12 and Big 10. Uh, it's, I don't know. They're all kind of on. I'd s- probably have the Big 10 yeah. a tiny bit ahead of them. That's fair. Or the, did I say Big 10? I, I don't Big know. 12 if I... S- Big 12 ahead of them. I don't know. I, I For I'd me, they were Big all like I mean, th- on the same tier, but then the ACC and SEC tomorrow, I think, are on another tier. Yeah. Like DTR at number three, that's a really good number three. I think it's pretty pretty decent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and even Tanner McKee at six, Jaden Delore at seven, like, those guys are pretty good, so. Yeah. yeah. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the college football bros give the video a thumbs up if you enjoyed it subscribe to our channel because we've got college football content all year round and tomorrow we're going to have the sec uh also over the next few days we're going to have the independent and g5 quarterback rankings as well as the overall top 15 quarterback rankings in college football and uh perhaps a couple of these guys in the pac-12 will be on that list so we will talk to you soon you've been listening to the college football bros If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.